This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome along to another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's a huge week of tennis on the men's and the women's tour. We looked at the women's tour yesterday with a WTA 1000 tournament in Madrid in the same city at the same venue. Very rare that the men and women are in action. I'm delighted to say, looking ahead to this week's um, or 10-day tournament on the ATP Tour 1000 event is our senior ATP Tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. Sean uh, just tell me you're not too not, not feeling too good today. You're not feeling so well. Yeah, not not hundred percent today. It's not it's not self inflicted. I just feel a bit rough. You know, I must have eaten something dodgy. Couldn't say what it was, but um, not a hundred percent. But never mind. I'm um, plowing through as as you know the thorough professional that I am. So yeah, let's let's not to worry about it too much. But yeah, there's nothing that a few winners can't sort out. A couple of winners, and you'll feel right as sixpence. You'll be fine. Right as a sixpence, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I'll be all right in a couple of hours once whatever it is has, has got through my system, shall we say. But um, yeah, I'm all right. Well, I, I got my voice slightly back yesterday. Anybody watched the uh, WCA show with myself and and uh, Roy Giovanni? I barely could speak. I was It was up and down after the weekend we had at Wembley and obviously coming back from France with a relatively sore throat. So we're all got a bit of ailments. It's age as well. It's it got to be. be a bit of age as well. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I when be. I pack, when I was very fortunate here on the game better match to be able to travel a lot, which is very nice. And uh, my whole bag now consists of tablets, uh, creams, uh, or ointments. This is mine. Always did, even when I was younger. Oh. No difference, really. Never like never like that for me. I never I never took anything. And uh, now when you have to go and put your all your all your creams and tablets into a um into a, into a see through bag, it's it's just it's, it's it's embarrassing. It's an age thing. So you've got a bad back as well. I've got a bit of a bad uh, yeah, back. It's a dodgy bit dodgy. <laughs> it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. So I'm fine though. It's nothing. You know, nothing. Nothing major. No, it, not not like it was in Paris when I couldn't move. It's 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 all right. It's fine. Well, we'll soldier on. Uh, talking of injuries, it's the big tournament this week in Madrid. It's the ATP Tour 1000 event on the clay as the countdown to the French Open continues. And there's a couple of big players not here through injury. Novak Djokovic, obviously the big number one seed, isn't here. He was the winner here in uh, 2019. And Yannick Sinner, obviously, has had a very, very tough campaign on the hard courts, played an awful lot of tennis, looked jaded, pulled out last week in the tournament uh, in Munich, was it, with uh, Mussetti, which we, we actually highlighted. Yeah, Barcelona, yeah. Oh, Barcelona, sorry. He um, he pulled out the tournament with, um, uh, sort of pulled out his match with Mussetti, and we actually highlighted Mussetti as a play. So, yeah, it was annoying that. We got a void, didn't we, on that? Yeah, it was a little bit annoying. won that, Mussetti. Yeah, there's a, so there's a couple of uh, big names not featuring this week in Madrid, but it's uh, it's a stellar event. Um, I'm not talking stellar in, in terms of uh, the lager that I like to drink, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big, bigger tournament. Uh, before we look at the draw, uh, the conditions here, we played at altitude. Uh, the weather, uh, if you've been following Roy Giovanni, who's actually in Madrid today, he's been doing a, 
uh, a couple of stories and a couple of posts on our new Instagram account, which you can follow at Because We Win. He says it's extremely hot, very warm, uh, very hot conditions, and obviously the altitude as well. So he didn't think it would actually suit the more natural clay colours. He thought it was a bit more of a leveller. Um, you've got the, you're the man with the stats. You have all the breakdowns of the service holds, and you're the man with the, all the different aspects on the court conditions. What, what, what do you think we're going to be set for over the next 10 days in the Spanish capital? Yeah, I think he's right if, that, if that's what he's saying, and it's that that fits with the the weather forecast that I've seen, which says it's going to be about thirty degrees for the next ten days or so. So you know, no problems with rain. It does have a roof there, um, but conditions do change under the roof. But let's let's not worry about that because it doesn't look like it's going to come into play at all. It's it's a much bigger tournament this year, as you, as you mentioned. It's one hundred and twenty eight man draw this year, which is the same as Indian Wells and Miami. Uh, prior to that, it was a sixty four man draw, and, and it's it's been given longer in the calendar. It's like a twelve day tournament now, rather than trying to squeeze it in. If you remember in previous years, there's there's players in the in the semifinals, well, the finals of, of Madrid about about five minutes to get to Rome and it was all a bit rushed and now they've stretched it out a bit. So that's that's a bit better for the players. Uh conditions wise, six hundred and sixty seven meters of altitude. Uh as we said, the balls fly quickly through the air, which leads tends to lead to more holds of serve and more first serve points won and more tie breaks than you would expect from a traditional sea level clay tournament. So average is set 81% holds a serve and 71.5% first serve points won. Now, by way of comparison, Monte Carlo the other week was 73% holds and 67% first serve points won. So there's a quite a big difference between the two. Um, and it's all it's all down to the altitude. I don't think there's any difference really in terms of the court surface. I think it's just the fact that it is that altitude um, that makes it much, much quicker in, in Madrid. In terms of tie-break matches, 37% of the matches here feature a tie-break. Um, underdog winners is only 31%, which is sort of roughly average. Um, in terms of the trends, it's been won by one of the top seven seeds each year since it moved to a clay court from a hard court back in 2009. But the top seed has failed to better the quarterfinal six times in the last 11 editions. Um, so in terms of the types of players that, that can go well, we had Berrettini here, or I did, um, a few years ago, each way, 50 to one. He, he made the final in 2021, you know, big serve can take you quite far in Madrid. Isn't has done well here over the years, um, purely with, purely with the serve, really, you know, big servers can prosper and Zverev has made three finals in the last four editions. Mm. Um, you know, obviously a big server when he, when he gets it right and, um, no qualifier has made the semifinals on clay in Madrid yet. So those are the trends and the conditions. Yeah, so it's uh, not your traditional clay court event here. Uh, so no. look look at the form book here. Look at the uh, the players that traditionally do well on the slower conditions um, may not have it the advantage that you would think with the clay courts. Let's have a look at the draw. And um, the top half of the draw looks absolutely loaded. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, the defending champion, the recent winner in Barcelona, where he also defended his title. He is uh, number one seed. He looks like he's going to meet Alexander Zverev in the last 16, the number 13 seed, Alexander Zverev. You touched on it there. Zverev was the beaten finalist last year by that man, Alcaraz, uh, a winner in 2021 and in 2018. Also in that top half of the draw, we've got a uh, recent winner in Monte Carlo, Angel Rublev, uh, the French Open finalist, Casper Ruud. You have Lorenzo Massetti, who's more than capable of, to perform and doing very well on the clay court at the moment. Her cash as well, if the conditions are going to be quite fast, that might suit him. And Holger Runa, uh, the 19-year-old who's improving week on week. So the top half, Sean, definitely looks the much uh, heavier section of the draw compared to the bottom. 
Yeah, I would say so. All those players you alluded to there could could go well, you know, if they have a good week. Um, there's others as well. It it just looks a, a much a much tougher half. Um, as far as betters are concerned, the, the each way value, you know, it has to line the bottom half, doesn't it? Exactly. And let's have a look at some of the main contenders in the bottom half. Daniel Medvedev is the number two seed, but can he uh, replicate the American hardcore form on the clay? I'm not so sure. Uh, we have Stefanos Sitsipas, uh, who, you know, I know Sean's not a huge Sitsipas fan. We're, we're worried about his injury, but uh, with the draw he's been given, he looks like he could go deep. And apart from those two, it doesn't really seem to be many others. There's got Cam Norrie, you've got Felix Auger-Aliassime, you've got uh, the Hecke, Van der Sandrup. So really, that top half is is uh, where you want to, you know, you're looking at probably the most likely winner coming from the top. But for a betting perspective, the bottom half, with the each way that Bet Rivers offer, offers us some fantastic value. Last night on the WTA show, we it was a, it's very similar. The top half is absolutely loaded. In the bottom half, we found some really nice picks of 50 and 25 to 1. Before we come on to Sean's pick, let's just give you a quick rundown of the outright prices. Carlos Alcaraz, no surprise, minus one ten favourite. Sits a pass, uh, given the draw, favourable draw plus nine hundred. But has he got the beating of the Spaniard? I don't. I don't think he has. Uh, Daniel Medvedev uh, plus eleven hundred. I wouldn't bet him with anyone's money. Alexander Zverev, excellent record, sixteen hundred. Holger Rune uh, plus two thousand. Casper Ruud plus two thousand. Lorenzo Massetti twenty eight hundred. Felix Auger Aliassime twenty eight hundred. Rublev thirty three hundred. And Taylor Fritz, who is also in that bottom half of the draw. 3300 so they're the main contenders uh Alcaraz is the minus money favorite what's your thoughts on where this title is going to go and where where the value lies Sean but yeah in, in this bottom half I think you know if you're just looking at it looking at the draw the obvious the obvious one is Tsitsipas isn't it um if you're looking at Medvedev as the number two seed you know he's got he's got a record of one win and three losses here in Madrid, you know, we know he doesn't like playing on clay, moans about it all the time. You would have thought this quicker conditions, these quicker conditions would suit him. You know, if, if he is going to go well at a clay tournament, you would you would assume it was it was this one where, where it's quicker. But it, it hasn't turned out to be the case so far. As I say, he's only won one or four matches here. Um, consistently moaning about everything about clay court tennis doesn't seem to have got his head around it. S- still doesn't seem to have. That's not to say that he won't. You know, he's still a relatively young guy. He could he he, he could easily decide to knuckle down and, and really give the clay swing a go. But we haven't seen much evidence of that yet. So I'm happy to overlook him. And it, it, and it, if we're looking at Tsitsipas, his record here is is decent. You know, he's eight, uh, he's won eight of his 12 matches here, made the final in 2019. He's never won it, though. He obviously has a great chance based on the clay stats and, and the clay form. You would pick him as, as the most likely finalist, but I don't think there's much value in it at about 10 to 1. Um, you know, he's not... He's never going to beat Alcaraz if he gets to the final. He wouldn't have thought. I mean, Alcaraz has had no problems with Sitsipas um, lately. And I, I, I don't see why it would be any different here. So I've taken um, a much bigger price, which I think is is value. I think this is massively open. If you take out Sitsipas, there's there's seven or eight or ten players that could potentially make the final here if we're overlooking Medvedev as well. And I've taken um, Felix Auger. Ali Asim at 35, uh, 35 to 1, I took him out. Not sure you'll get that now. The prices aren't aren't up, I don't think, at the moment because the tournament's in play. Um, but you should still get around about 33 to 1. I think that's a decent shout. Uh, Bet Rivers currently, before when we just started filming this, had Felix Orge Asim at plus 2,800. Um, the only probably 
he's got to buy in the first round, all of the big seeds, all the top 32 seeds are through to the second round. And then he should run into Dujan Lajovic, though, in, in the second round. And obviously, people might look at that draw and think what Lajovic had just done in Bosnia, obviously beating Novak Djokovic. Uh, that that might be a mm. tricky encounter. But on Lajovic's form prior to that week, you, you think that Felix Rosazin would win that pretty comfortably. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Lajovic should be shattered. He looked absolutely dead at the end of that um, at the end of that final against Rublev. He only just held on to the win. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about like Lavic does have a decent record here actually, but he, he's a very tricky guy to call. He lost, I think he lost to Humbert and Popperin in in, in Monte Carlo. He lost to one of them in qualifiers. Got back in as a lucky loser. I think lost to Popperin in the main draw, which is not great clay form. Then he pops up and beats Djokovic, um, Rublev, Kekmanovic to win in Bosnia in conditions which he said by the way he, he didn't like at all. So that was, but but Djokovic is miles away. Miles away from his current, from his old form, isn't he? With this elbow problem that he's got and all the rest of it, he's you know I wouldn't count that as a, a fabulous win because he's he's not the Djokovic that we know. But in terms of Felix, you know he made the quarterfinals here last year. Um, he's only lost here to Nadal, Kasper Ruud, and Zverev in his career. So he's had some really tough draws um, up until now. This, you know this year is a much better draw for Felix. Um, if we're looking at stats, his service points won and return points won total on clay in the last twelve months is one hundred and four which is very good. It's only one point behind Rune and only two points behind Tsitsipas. So that's that's the sort of level that he played at last year. And if, if I'm sure people will remember, having watched the French Open, he took Nadal to, to five sets, you know, at sea level, you know, at the French uh, in, in Rafa's backyard. Um, so he can play on clay. He's very, very handy on clay, uh, Felix. He's just, he's not had a fabulous season. He, he had, I think he had a bit of an injury in Miami, a bit of a knee problem. He's not played since then. So he's just been practicing on the clay and, I do like the look of his his draw here. I mean, if we just I'm just glancing at it again here, it's, he, he would play Sitsipas in the quarterfinals, but you know he's beaten Sitsipas three times in the past. He won their most recent meeting in the final of Rotterdam, which was last year. I'm not seeing anyone that that Felix should really be worried about. I mean, it's, we are taking a bit of a a bit of a punt on him, obviously, because his form hasn't been fabulous this season. But it's it's a similar sort of bet to Rublev we had the other week in Monte Carlo. It's just looking at the draw and thinking what's possible, what what could happen. Um, and I think it's certainly within Felix's capabilities to to get to the quarterfinals here, and then he gets Sitsipas. As I say, he's beaten him before, wins that. Probably won't play Medvedev in the semi. So I think I, I think you know thirty odd to one is 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 decent. I think it's better than taking the ten to one, the more obvious play on Sitsipas. Yeah, uh, Bet Rivers offering half the odds the first two again, very favourable of them with a minus money favourite. So you'll be getting about 1,400 on uh, Felix through to get through to the final. Uh, the bottom section, that fourth quarter, does look really, really up, really weak. I mean, if you look at it, the, the seeds of Fritz, Kekmanovic, Shapovalov, Norrie, Alex Diminois. Uh, it's Van really Sancho. open, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I penciled in a couple of thinking you may go for these at big prices. Cam Norrie, I thought you might trust again at 33 to 1. And I thought you might throw a little bit of pizza money on Botic van der Sandtrip. And he did it. He done you a couple of favours uh, last week in match betting. And I thought you might give yeah. the, the the Dutchman a bit of a chance. He's a hundred to he, one. I think he might be mentally blown after that after that Munich final. He choked about five or six times. Uh, you know, should have won that all day long, shouldn't he? Against against Ruin. but you know, he, even he admitted that he just absolutely choked. He served for it about two or three times. I thought four or five match points ended up losing. Um, you know, he's probably going to be a little bit fatigued, but he he could do it, and so so could many of these others. I could I could pick maybe six or seven out of that fourth quarter that that mm. could potentially get to the semis if if we're assuming 
and I think we are, that, that Medvedev is, is potentially not going to make it. Yeah, some great value in that bottom half of the draw. Check out the Bet Rivers website. Uh, the qualifying is going through now. The outright prices will be updated at the close of play today in Madrid. Uh, let's have a look at some second round, or well, these are first round matches, sorry. Uh, first round matches, the seeds come in, they, the seeds will come in on Friday, will they? Thursday, Friday, the seeds will be action. So these are the players, these are the matches to play, the right to play one of the seeded players. Uh, we've got one, we've got five matches to talk about here. The first match we're going to look at is Quinton Halis against Alexander Alex Popperin. Uh, Quinton Alice is minus 162. Popperin is plus 130. The spread is one and a half. The totals are a very high 23 and a half. Uh, these two players have met five times previously. The score is 3-2 to Halice, the Frenchman, and they've met three times on clay. Uh, Halice has won two of them. Uh, Popperin won the other one. Uh, but a lot of tie breaks uh, when these two, so, uh, two, two teams, uh, two players have played. Um, how do you see this one going? It's quite a high game line, 23 and a half, when you consider it's clay as well. Yeah, you can see why it's a high a high line if you look at the stats. I mean, with even without even before I looked at the stats, the first thing I thought about in this match in Madrid at altitude was tie breaks. Um, now, if you look at this, the stats of those five matches that you mentioned, they've played before, three of which were on clay. Alice has held serve 97% of the time in those five matches. And that, that, that's because of two things. A, he's a strong server, a very strong server. And, and B, Popperin isn't isn't the best returner. Um, you know, he has saved an awful lot of break points. Um, Halise has saved 92% of the break points against him in those matches, which has allowed him to hold 97% of the time. Uh, Popperin's held 87% of the time. A lot of these matches were on sort of fairly slow clay. They weren't, you know, they weren't in Madrid. Um, I took 1.94 about there being a tiebreak in the match, but that, that price has long gone now. Um, it's, I think it's 1.74 now with Bet Rivers, that, that particular outcome. I did think that was generous, 1.94 initially with these two. It, you know, at, on, at altitude, um, it's just got tiebreaks written all over it. I think you can still get a reasonable value at over 12 and a half games. Um, in set one, that's a three point three five chance of Bet Rivers. I think that's probably the play now that the 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 one point nine four has has gone on just to being a tiebreak in any any of the sets. Just to uh, translate those odds into the American odds, uh, minus one point nine four is roughly amount of minus one ten. It's a decimal price that we use in Europe. Uh, so that's for a tiebreak, which is now currently minus one thirty three, and for over twelve and a half games, or effectively a tiebreak in the first set. You'll be getting plus 225 with Bet Rivers. Head to Bet Rivers website. There's 29 different markets on this match. And remember, as I keep saying to you, that in one of the tournaments come over to Europe, these are early starts. We haven't got the order of play yet, but the action will start at 5 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So if we have highlighted a pick here, you need to get to the Bet Rivers website, see what time it starts, and make sure you'll get your bets on nice and early to avoid disappointment. Because so currently here on this podcast, we're 17.37 points uh, units up in profit. So uh, you want to keep get these on and you want to get on early. So make sure you get them. And obviously when Sean puts a bet up here, the line crashes uh, as we've highlighted the two bets there. Uh, an interesting match up next. We have Stanislaus Wawrinka. Um a very heavy favourite, um, minus 240 against Maxine Cressy at plus 188. I suppose people were looking at this thinking, because it's clay and Cressy has such a, a poor record on clay, that if read into the surface rather than the, the stats, Warinka looked absolutely 
out on his feet last week. Uh, he come through a, 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 a match against Taylor Fritz in Monte Carlo, which was a bit of an epic one. He had chances to win. Then he was beaten in the first round in Bosnia. And unfortunately, Cressy hasn't won a match in the last six, but uh, a guy at 38, uh, he's, he's got a chance here in these conditions. He's got a chance. Um, how do you see this one going? I just think this is this is great conditions for Cressy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned earlier that Isner's gone pretty deep at this tournament several times with little else than, than a serve. Obviously, you know, reasonable forehand, but, you know, not a lot else. Um, you know, there's no reason Cressy can't do the same. I, I think in terms of the, the matchup here, um, I like it for, for Cressy in these conditions because Vavrinka just does tend to chip his returns back. He, he, he does that most of the time. He just, he kind of blocks them back. And if Cressy's serve volume, which I presume that he will, um, you know, I think that could be quite handy for Cressy. Um, also, Vavrinka doesn't take enough of his chances these days. You mentioned there the match against against Fritz, and there's been numerous matches over the last, you know, this season, last season. Now at his age of 38, he's just not taking enough chances. Um, doesn't do enough on return of serve. He just sort of blocks it back. He's only won 34% of his return points in the last 12 months, Vavrinka, and that's only 4% better than Cressy on return, which is, you know, nowhere near good enough. Um, if you also look at how Stan's performed in, in Madrid over the years, 50% of his last eight opening sets have gone over 10 and a half games. And now he's playing Cressy at altitude, um, blocking that serve back, and it should be ideal for Cressy. I like over 10 and a half games here at, at 2.63. Uh, that's plus 163, isn't it, in American? Yeah, um, uh, yeah I think, that's, I think that's, that's the bet in this one. I think um, the tie breaks look pretty likely in this one as well. Yeah, definitely a, a big leveller with the conditions here at altitude, which should suit the American. Uh, so that's Afarinka, 38 years of age. If he goes deep, I always have a feeling when these players go deep, you just want to be opposing them, you know, their, their age, and it's proven the way. If Afarinka so far, if he wins, he wins it early. If he goes into a third set, you want to take him on. Another one, that, again, you would look I mean, without... I looked at these odds yesterday or the day before when the first lines came out and I looked at the next game and I thought to myself, how can this be the way they bet this the way on clay? And then like speaking to you yourself and uh, Rory, I, I understand a little bit more now why the market is that way. Uh, Jean Mounier, uh, minus 120 against Tanisas Kokinakis. Uh, you wouldn't have Kokinakis on any play court in Europe for me in normal conditions, but obviously at altitude in Madrid where the big servers do have a chance. He's seen support. There's money come for uh, the Australian, and he may may potentially start favourite here. The spread is one and a half, and the totals are 22 and a half. This is the first time the pair of them have met. Kokonakis is yet to play a match on clay this year, uh, but Munar's played 15 matches with a record of 8-7, so he's definitely the one who's uh, had more practice and more match practice uh, on the clay rather than the Greek. Uh, sorry, the Aussie. Uh, how do you see this one going? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting one. This I think totals is is the way to go here. Um, Munar's in wretched form at the minute. He's lost seven of his last eleven matches at all levels. That includes challengers. Uh, saw him in Marrakesh. He was he was in very very angry mood. Lost to Vavasori there. hasn't hasn't done anything since or, or much before. He's had a poor season, Munar. I know he was injured at the start of it. Maybe that's still lingering with him. I'm not sure. Doesn't tend to go particularly well here because it is you would think it's too quick for him. His, his record here is 1-5 win-loss. But four of those six matches have gone to a deciding set and four of them have featured tie breaks. Um, and this is kind of where I'm going in this. Kokonak is obviously a very strong server. You would expect him to 
to do well in these conditions. He's not played it since 2015. He's only played it once, Cocking Arcus. That was yeah, 2015, back in 2015. Not played at all since Miami. Um, not played on clay since last year's French Open. But you would expect him to to rack up quite a few service games with with the game that he has in the conditions that we have here. I mean, in terms of clay statistics, Munar is ahead um, in terms of service points, one and return points, one totals by 101 uh, in the last 12 months to 98. Kokinakis's last ten matches, which goes back a year or two, because um, he just he didn't play much on clay last year. So you can see why Munar's favourite, just on the on the pure stats. But his record here, you, I'd be very very nervous about backing Munar as favourite against Kokinakis in these conditions. I think tiebreak played at, at uh, plus one seventy. Bet Rivers is is decent, um, and the over twenty two and a half, uh, just a, a squeak of odds on, is um, is is probably the the safer play. Yeah, check the Bet Rivers website out. I expect the money to come for Kokonakis. You can see the move already developing, and he may start favourite on clay against the Spaniards. You wouldn't have thought that 12 months ago. Um, next match, interesting. Jeremy Chardy, his uh, last few years, he's had so many injury problems. Uh, he didn't play, he's only played two matches this year, both of the Australian Open, and uh, prior to that, he hadn't played since the US Open in 2021. On the main tour, he plays uh, Hugo Gaston, who's not in the greatest of form, lost his last three matches in fairly uh, unconvincing fashion. And no surprise to see Gaston, the favourite here, minus 305. Jeremy Shardy on the comeback trail, plus 235. The handicap is four and a half. The totals are 20 and a half. Uh, these two, again, haven't played before. Shardy making his uh, year debut on the clay, well, making his three-year debut on the clay. And Hugo Gaston has played 20 matches on the clay with a 2023 record of 11 and 9. Um, you don't see a shock here, do you, Sean? Chardé, uh, plus 235. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Gaston is in absolutely wretched form. You know, I saw I saw quite a bit of both these guys, actually, in Marrakesh. Chardé was there playing doubles. Uh, he was on the out and about on the practice courts quite a bit. He's played he's played a fair bit of doubles this season, Chardé. Um on the clay and, and, and whatnot. So I, I, he's not, he's not coming in completely cold at all. Cause he's, he has been, he has been around and about on the practice court playing doubles, all the rest of it. Gaston's in shocking form. He's lost four of his five main level matches in, in 2023. And he's lost 10 of his last 11 go, going all the way back to last July. So he's won one main level match in the best part of sort of nine months. Uh, he looked dreadful in Marrakesh when he lost to a, what wasn't a great Massetti. Uh, there, he had the trainer out for an arm problem. He tried to link up with Eunice Elanawi to try and sort of help him. Mate, his confidence looks absolutely shot, Gaston. You know, Shardy's got nothing to lose. I've, I've seen Shardy play well here on occasions. He he hammered Schwartzman here as a 2.81 underdog um, back in 2019. He absolutely crushed him, 6-1, 6-2. Uh, and if, if Shardy gets going, he's you know, he's very powerful. Big serve, big forehand. If he finds, if, if he has a day where he finds his spots, I, I could see him definitely testing Gaston at least or if not beating him um the Gaston on this form in these conditions you know it's quick you know he's, the Gaston Gaston doesn't tend to go well in quick conditions he, he you know prefers it a bit slower um I'd be I'd be terrified if I back Gaston at this price I'm absolutely terrified of the form he's in um the bet I like here is Shardy to win 10 and a half total games and that's uh 1.97 chance of bet rivers so he's got to win more than 10 and a half games. Yeah, he's got to win 11 games or so, more. Yeah. So just under evens, uh, around about minus 103. 
Charlotte to win 10 and a half games. Um, yeah, interesting one. I mean, Gaston, I, I didn't really know about it, but he's playing, but I just saw Charlie's single record hasn't played for many years. I thought he's bound to be rusty, but if you he hasn't, but he came out in Australia and opened, didn't he? First match in years, well, he won. literally years, and he won. He beat, he beat Alahi Galan, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, then he lost to Dan Evans. I, I don't think he's that rusty because I say he's been playing doubles so quite regularly this season. He's, he should be in, in you know, reasonable touch. Um, I couldn't have Gaston at that price in these conditions against someone powerful as Shardy. You just mentioned him, uh, Lali Galan, the Colombian. He's in our final match up against the Erratic. As me being very kind, Alexandra Bublik. Uh, Alexandra Bublik is minus 125. Galan is plus 100. Uh, Galan is, if you look at Bublik's clay court record over the years, you would, you would be making a case for the Colombian. But again, this, these conditions could be a big leveller. Uh, if you look at the betting on the different markets that we have, uh, we've got, I'm trying to find it here on the website. Uh, we, well, I can't seem to... Can't seem to find the, the the betting on the special, so you need to head to the website to get that. I don't think they've got this uh, market up. But when we saw the outright market the, to win the match markets, Alexander Bublik was minus one twenty five and Galan was plus one hundred, so even money. Um, this is a, this to me. This looks a very difficult one to call because you, you can't really trust Bublik. That's the that's the key here. If you're going to oppose Galan, I can understand. You may understand the reason for it, but you've got to really you've got to rely on Bublik putting the performance in, and we don't really know what Bublik's going to show up. I think you have to pick your tournaments with Bublik. Um, I think you kind of have to second guess which ones he's going to try and which ones he's not. And he tends to try here. He made the quarterfinals of this tournament in 2021, lost to Casper Ruud. Sell serve 84% of the time here, hit in one ace per game. So his, you know, his, his game is, is very well suited to these conditions. He knows that. He knows it isn't particularly well suited in places like Barcelona, where he, he put in a dismal effort and not unexpectedly in very slow conditions last week in Barcelona. He, he obviously wasn't going to be too concerned about that. Well, you never really know, but this, this, this tournament, I expect, I expect public to put it in. If, I mentioned when we backed him to win the first set against very Monte Carlo, I mentioned how well he does in first sets in master series on clay. He's one of the vast majority of them. Um, and that was the same again in Monte Carlo won that won the first set, lost the match against Zverev. Um, I just think this is this is a very winnable match for a public that's trying, and I assume that he's going to be trying. Galan in twenty twenty three, he's he's won two of his eleven matches at main level, service points one, return points one, total of ninety five. Also lost to Bublik in slow conditions in Miami when it was slow there in twenty twenty two, you know, and Galan got a lot of support there. The South Americans always do, and Bublik still beat him on a, on a slow hard court. Um, I took this is going to be a lean, I think, this one because I think the price is gone now. I took him at 1.91 public, and I think that price is gone. Um, if you can get that price, then then that's that's great, but I, I think it's I think it's shorter than that now. But I've I've taken a chance on public, and it is it is risky, as you know, but um, yeah, that's what I've gone for there. Yeah, again, to the American odds, public was minus 110 now, uh, up to minus 125. At the time of recording here, but check out the Bet Rivers website. As I keep saying early start tomorrow, five o'clock. The order plays out later today, and when it comes out, you'll see these in early starts. So and all these matches we talked about now in the European circuit get off very, very early, and uh, you'll see all the specials and all the props available on the website. So, Sean, if you can just give us a, a little bit of a recap of your selections, if you start with the match bet, who you like, and then just give us your uh, your outright pick in Madrid this week. Yeah, the match bets have taken over. 12 and a half games in the first set of uh, Popperin and Halis. Um, that's plus 235. 
uh, with Bet Rivers. Um, again, similar betting of Cressy Vavrinka over 10 and a half games in the first set, plus 163. Uh, over 22 and a half games in Kokinakis against Munar, that's a, a 1.94 chance. And Shardy to win over 10 and a half total games, so 11 games or more in the match at 1.97 against against Gaston. And in terms of the outright, each way, Felix Auger Aliassime, around about 30 to 1 or so. Yeah, some really interesting matches there. The conditions are going to be very different from what we uh, you see traditionally in European clay court swing. And the theme is there going for the bigger servers on all the stats that Sean has on his database, saying that they may be able to uh, to make these matches a little bit long and it might suit them in the altitude conditions of Madrid. Um, for me, I've got a small lean for Cam Norrie in the in the in the, uh, in the men's draw at the bottom half of the draw. I know we. It's very open him. that quarter, yeah, definitely. I, just, I think at, at 33 to 1, I quite like him. I like Felix as well. I bet Felix yesterday on the back of your advice, but I like, I think Cam Norrie's going to be a slight lean for me. So they're the two we've gone for each way. That fantastic offer that Bet Rivers do, the each way market, half the odds one, two in these very, very heavy loaded tournaments. You have to capitalize on the play in the bottom of the draw. I saw Sean try to explain to someone on Twitter about the value of each way betting compared to the, the taking the favorites to win. It's it's honestly, it's so much more bad value to bet uh, each way a big price and try to get someone through the final than bet Alcaraz to win at minus one ten. Trust me. Uh, okay. There's four ways to follow us now here on the betting weekly game bet match. <clears throat> you can download us on our podcast, uh, which is a search for betting weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe on our YouTube channel, which is the bet rivers network. And you can follow us on our Twitter handle, which is at because we win, which is shared by all the brilliant handicappers and new. You can follow us on our Instagram, which is at because we win. I can't wait to get Sean to do his stories uh, on Instagram, I think uh, I had to do a demo this morning with uh, Roy Girani. It was like the blind leading the blind, how to work on Instagram. It was, it was quite funny. Uh, anyway, that's where you go. You can check Rory now. Rory's currently in Madrid covering the WTA tour, and he's going to be there for three days over the weekend and Monday. Uh, Rory will be back tomorrow with James Blake, uh, looking ahead to all the talking points on the tennis world. Uh, and I'll be back with Sean on Thursday and Friday uh, when we look at the men's matches here in Madrid. Uh, it's going to be a bumper week of tennis action. We'll go into next week as well, 10 days of tennis action. There's also some huge sporting events coming up uh, across Europe. The Premier League season is coming to a climax and a big match tomorrow is Arsenal. Manchester United, Manchester City host Arsenal in a Premier League title decider. And I will be at the attendance at the Etihad with Jack Wright. And you'll be following us on the Instagram account and the Twitter account. So please give us a follow there. Uh, Sean, good luck with your bets. Thank you. Have a, have a great have a great tournament. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, build on that very, very nice profit of 17.37 units here on the men's tour on Game Bet Match. Take care. Thanks for watching. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>